Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Well, Kimberly, that is a big ring on your finger. I did really good, Murgatroyd. <laughs> oh How gosh. are you? Do you remember when you first gave me this ring and I used to open the little box and take it off at night and sit it next to the bed? I put it in my uh, down my uh, in, in next to my testicles. In oh my a, god! A, in a plane, I hid it to surprise you in Italy. Okay, can you can you back that up? Okay. Why? Share the story because that sounds like my ring was next to your testicles and it sounds very creepy. My testicles are beautiful. What do you think? Oh my God. What are you talking about? I, it was a surprise. I wanted to surprise you in Italy. So I had to smuggle it from America and I had to put it down my pants because I didn't want you to see. Can I just say that if they you went through the body scan thing and you had a ring on your Johnson... That would have been, it would have looked like a piercing. Do you think my Johnson is that small that I could have put a ring around it? Not around it. I'm saying like a piercing. What's that called? A Prince Albert. What's the other one called? It's a, it's a something ring. Anyway, I, we've gotten off topic a yeah, little bit. Yeah, that's not what we're talking about today. But you know what we are talking about today? How to get unstuck. We are talking about how to get unstuck. So what we thought we'd do is Kim is, uh, we don't know what this is. It's like playing Jeopardy. Kim has- We don't know what each other's gonna say. Kim has a couple of unstuck tips and I have a few unstuck tips. So would you like to go first or do you want me to go first? Why don't we? Why don't you do one? I'll do one. You do one. I'll do one. We'll go back and forth. All right. The first thing that I would use to be unstuck is... Well, have you ever been stuck? I'm stuck every day. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, what time is it? <laughs> so the coaching call I just did was with a gal who is experiencing a tremendous amount of growth in her business. And she was doing one thing prior to 
what she is doing now. And so she's got one foot in the old worlds of what she was doing and one foot in this new world of the direction that she wants to be going in. And it is very hard for her to leave that old thing and step fully into the new thing because there's money tied to the old thing. There's identity tied to the whole old thing. But if you listen to everything that she's saying, she's saying, I don't want to do the old thing. To give a different example, for 10 years, I knew I was done with being a chiropractor. I did not want to do it. But you were scared to leave. I was scared to leave. Everybody that I talked to, I'm like, I hate it. I don't want to do it. And another year goes by and I do it again. So my tip is listen to yourself. And if you are like outwardly, vocally, very affirmatively saying, I don't want to be doing this and you are still doing it, you're going to be stuck. At some point, you have to make a decision. Now, I'm not telling you to just quit your day job and you know go decide that you're moving to Maui and there's no plan because you've always wanted to live in Maui. I'm just saying that there is a time where you have been saying it long enough that years and years and years are just going to keep passing by until you, there's, there's that point in your life where there's a crossroad and only you know when that crossroad is where you say, you know what? It is scary for me to make this next leap into where I want to go. It's never going to be perfect. It's like asking somebody, when is the perfect time to have kids? Fucking never, okay? It is never fucking perfect to have kids, okay? You either decide you're going to have kids or you or you don't. And I would say my first tip when you're getting unstuck is to listen to yourself. And if, if yourself is telling you it's time to move on, to do something different in that particular area, then at some point you got to make that leap. And you got to make that decision. And that's so true because we did that last year. We sat down, we made a decision. It was scary AF. And the universe will always have you back. There you go. Uh, Okay. Well, my first way to get unstuck is probably not as profound profound as yours. Thank you. But my first way to get unstuck is to go into gratitude. So I find that when I am feeling stuck, I've probably left that gratitude practice or maybe I'm doing it kind of like how Sophia does it when she doesn't actually want to do it. And I'm like, what are you grateful for? She's like my heart. And she just like wants to move on, but it's not a real thought out answer. So go into do, do your gratitude practice, write a list of 10, 20 things that you're grateful for. Start with, you know, yourself and, and move on from there. Sometimes I like to start with me and then move outward, like in a, in a circle around me. And all of the things that I come in contact with, the people, the the animals, the things, nature, whatever. But then here's the other part that really, really helps me get unstuck is share your gratitude with the other people. So for example, I have a practice where, I don't know, three to five days a week, I will reach out to three people uh, per day at random and let them know what it is about them that I'm grateful for. And it could be my parents, it could be Rob, it could be my dog, it could be great friends, it could be people that I haven't seen in five years. Do your own gratitude practice and then let other people know as a practice that you're grateful for them. And for some reason, just that flow of gratitude snaps me out of a funk. 
That's a good one. Uh, you want me to go next? Yeah. Next one is improve your habits by 1% each day. So the first thing is to establish the habits. I'm a big habit guy because I like not having- Just fart? No, I just fucking, this, this fucking <laughs> leather you? chair makes me sound like I have gas every every podcast. So you're snapping your knuckles and you're in your tootin'. Um, Did you have chickpeas last night? <laughs> <laughs> a, little, a little too much. Um, too much broccoli. Um, a little too much broccoli. So look at your habits. Don't and, blame the dog. And decide what those habits that you want to have in your life, decide what they are and step into those habits and hardwire them so that the habits will, will take over the day the way you want your day to be taken over. So in other words, if you wake up and you're feeling like, you know, I'm just, I'm tired. I don't have the energy to work out. And I just, I, I feel creatively stuck. I feel physically stuck. I feel mentally stuck, but somehow, some way you have established the routine where you get up and get into your workout outfit and you drive your car to the gym and you've got an established pattern that will help you from getting stuck because you you've just set your life up in such a way that you know you you can't get stuck because you're doing things like for example I've got a pattern now where I'm running on the beach okay it's really hard to feel stuck when you have a, a habit of you know on a Tuesday afternoon listening to the Beach Boys jogging down the Strand in you know in Manhattan Beach like there's something about that that's unsticking um, that would be the first thing the second thing is within that. A subcategory is you can get the, the inverse is you can get stuck in a habit if you do it too often. So I'm always trying to be deliberate about the habit. So if I have a habit of stretching each morning, I'm trying to get 1% better each morning with that habit. And now instead of doing stretching, I've advanced into myofascial release, which is making me feel better. And it's getting rid of some you know adhesions in different muscles. So, But the point is that I'm always trying to improve what those habits are, one percent each time, so that I don't get stuck. Did that make sense, or was yes. that too rambly? No, that made sense. Okay. I mean, when you went into myofascial release, <laughs> a little, but a little. you know. Um, okay, so mine is kind of piggybacking off of that, and it's do something new. So sometimes, you know, how you drive to the grocery store. And you you get there and you're like, you don't even remember driving there. And it's a little frightening, but your body is on autopilot. So if you do the habits all the time, and like Rob was saying, you have these habits and every time you go and you do a thing, like for you, Rob, you go jog on the beach. Well, it's relatively new for you now, but in three years, that's going to be, you may not even really notice the beach boys or whatever it is that you're doing at the time, it will become more routine. So try something new, go somewhere different, run somewhere new, add a different element to what you're doing. So I did this the other day. I usually go to the, go to yoga. And before I go to yoga, I go down to the beach, meditate something. And yesterday, instead of doing that, there happens to be a meditation class in my yoga studio right before my class. So I said, you know what? I'm going to try something different this time. And I went and I did that class and it was amazing. Now, I'm not going to do that class all the time because then that becomes routine. So change it up, find something new. All right, my last one is to zap the tolerations. Zap 
the tolerations. Why are you looking at me it's like so that? So dramatic. Zap the tolerations. So you know the things around your house that you you look and you're like. I got to clean this closet out or I got to clean the garage out or, you know, every time, you know, there, there's, there's always something that like every time you pass it in the house, in your car, on your body, in your book bag, in your briefcase, there's, there's something that it's like, oh, I got to do that. I got to do that. And you tolerate those things all the time. It's like you got, you know, that you hate where the laundry bag is, right? You're like, why, do, why is it here? I don't know why it's here. I need to find another place for it. Look around one day or make a, make, a, make a note in your phone and call it tolerations and look at what are all of the things that you're tolerating. I am I, so <laughs> opening your phone because I know I'm on that list. You're tolerating Kim? <laughs> Look at all the tolerations that you have, right? And when you find those tolerations, decide which one of those tolerations do you want to zap. And so I've got a rule where I will not tolerate something for longer than a week that I'm just laughing right now. Why are you laughing? Because you cleaned out the garage. Now your closet's cleaned out. I don't know what's next, but... I can't even imagine. Oh, the pictures are going on the wall. These are all your tolerations. That's on your a perfect list. example. So I, I'm sitting here behind me. I have a blank wall, and it's been driving them crazy. Every time I come into this room, I tolerate the fact that I have a blank wall. I can't stand it. Okay, so um, Kim and I came up with an agreement of what we're going to put on the wall, what pictures we're going to do, etc. So I am taking action to zap that toleration. There you go. Zap the toleration. I like that. Thank you. Go ahead. For you? Okay. So mine is a little different. Mine is to switch up your morning routine. So a lot of what happens in your day is set by the tone that you have in the morning. So I'm doing this with Sophia. I've noticed that if we wake up and it's like, wake up, go do this, go do that, go do this, da, 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 da that she's crankier in the morning and it's harder to get her to do things. So I changed our morning routine. Now we wake up, we do our three morning questions. What are you grateful for? What are you excited about? And what are you most proud of? And then we now we're doing three affirmations each and she's coming up with her own affirmations. Her first one, oh my gosh. It was, um, my heart shines big. And I just thought that was like the sweetest affirmation from a five-year-old. But anyway... So we're starting doing those in the morning and it takes us maybe five to eight minutes to do that in the morning. We snuggle, we lay in bed, we do that. But then she's like freaking Snow White. She gets out, she skips to her room, gets her clothes, goes and does what she needs to do. And we have an amazing day. So that for me, I think changing that morning routine, starting your day literally on the right foot. No, not literally, that would be figuratively. But starting your day with intention behind it, I think is really powerful. So I changed up my morning routine because my morning was kind of sucking and I was really finding that I was stuck. I would, once I got her to school, I'd wake up and you know, do this, do that, make lunch, make breakfast for her, make breakfast for Rob, get her off to school. And then I'd come home and I just felt stuck, like unmotivated and all of that. Now I have my new morning routine 
where I do what I mentioned with Sophia, which starts my day even better. And then I come up, I do all the things I need to do and I come home and I read a chapter of a book or I do a meditation. And that right there, that one thing has kind of shifted my energy, shifted any everything and I no longer feel stuck in my action. I love that. And we'll we'll wrap with this. So, you know, every year we go to uh we go to Mykonos. Um Mykonos. And the reason why I'm I'm bringing this up is for two reasons. One is I'm going to promote the masterminds or the the work hard play hard experience. Shameless, shameless plug. Yeah, but the other one is it kind of directly relates to unstuck, you know. It's easy to get into a routine, even a yearly routine where you're just grinding and working and just not taking the time to, you know, get around some sunshine or hang out with, you know, inspiring people or do different things. And this year we're taking a group, we're only doing two of these a year now, uh, to uh, to Mykonos. But Kim, what is it about Mykonos for you that helps you feel unstuck when you're there? Well, first of all, I have to say that this experience that you have created with Work Hard, Play Hard for entrepreneurs is really so needed because these people, they might take a weekend, they might take an afternoon, they do, they have like some sort of self-care, but nothing compares to sitting in Mykonos on the island, staring out at a really magical island called Delos. It's this beautiful island in Greek mythology listening to you know the low buzz of what do you call it uh, house music which basically permeates the island like it's always on somewhere listening to that having a greek yogurt sipping a greek coffee or having a cocktail whatever it is but there's something about emptying your brain and getting re-inspired reconnecting with nature all of those things that that island is so special specifically for this. And I know that, you know, we're we're booking it out and the island's pretty busy. But if if you have ever been interested to come on one of these work hard, play hard experiences, Mykonos is definitely one uh to do because the energy, everything about that island, it's like the way people greet you, the way the island just moves around, it's organized massive chaos and it's it, it it's mind blowing so there's something super magical about yeah. it i mean you know when you when you wake up and walk outside in that that morning sun that the heat of that sun it's like sun but with wind and it i don't it's magical looking out at that those dotted white houses and you know blue dome churches and the warmth of the greek people and and the people who are there to experience and enjoy all that that island has to offer is just, is something incredible. And I always try and make these experiences different. You know, the the experience in Boston is going to be quite different than the experience in Mykonos, let's say. So if you are interested, um, head over to uh, workhardplayhardexperience.com. And uh, you got to fill out an application because it's, this is not one of those things you, you just buy your way in because if you're not a fit for the group, you're not a fit for the group. And if the group's not a fit for you, then they're not a fit for you. So there's a little bit of a dance you have to go through to make sure it's right because it's uh, it's not cheap. And I want to make sure that um, that everybody you know feels like it's money well spent for them and they're going to get out. They're going to get out of it. They're, they're, they are getting out of it. And especially this Mykonos trip, now that I'm like seeing it unfold. Now we've been doing Mykonos for 15 years. So we know this island, 
we are doing things on this trip that we have never done before. And I'm so excited about that. So if uh, you think this might be for you, go to work hard, play hard, experience.com. That's it, everybody. We'll see you next week. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live. 